from Epic Deer Studios. This is The Ice Queens. fans and welcome to part two of the 2014 United States Figure Skating Championships Nationals coverage brought to you by um, your favorite figure skating non-fans sort of fans Liz and Tori. How are you doing out there Tori? I'm doing good you know it's early for me I'm not used to um, doing this podcast at 9 a.m. Pacific oh Standard yeah. Time, so we'll see how it goes. Even though I have been awake for a while, I don't know if I'm ready for skating. You're going to have to work up to it. Yeah, we almost, because we've been so mentally and physically drained this week, we almost had to replace our actual voices with a robot voice, um, Alex the Android. Maybe you guys will meet him later on. He's really special. So if we ever get really tired, we might just have this robot take over for us. <laughs> Why not? They have robots in skating. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're going to start. We, You may have heard, hopefully have already heard, our le- part one coverage of the pairs competition. Well, there's not much to cover there. And the men's competition of the Nationals. And so today we'll be covering ice dance. So, Tori, you want to start us off with you know some exciting commentary about the ice dance competition? Well, of course, I think we all know that ice dancing is where the U.S. is really strong. And... Um, we're a lock for at least one medal, most likely the gold, but at the very least the silver with Davis and White. And there is a possibility that um, we could get the bronze medal too because at this competition, I thought that um, Chalk and Bates, who ended up second, they really shined here. And um, I would say they are in the four or five other pairs that could get the bronze medal at the Olympics. Yeah, watching Chalk and Bates, I was shocked. They are a really strong pair. I mean, they're definitely up-and-comers. I couldn't believe they, they you know, have surpassed the Shibatani, certainly, and are internationally capable of getting at least in the top five, I would say, if not a medal. I think you're right about that. They have a wonderful program, great chemistry, um, really fast, really fast. I couldn't believe how fast they were out there. Right. Um, I I agree. You know, their skating delay miss, which is used a lot, but... This program was really powerful. In the past, you know, I'm like, oh, they're good. They've never left that much of an impression on me. But at this Nationals, I don't know. The program was very powerful. Like you said, they were fast. And they maintained that um, fastness through the entire program. It was very impressive. They uh, difficult program, nice lifts. I thought that they connected well with each other and with the audience. I was very surprised because we've seen them skate a number of times. But in the past, I'm just like, oh, you know, they're they're a nice pair. They're good. But I, I really thought that they've taken it to the next level. Yeah, they they finished 20 points down from Davis and White, but that's just that's um, normal. That's indicative of grossly overscoring Davis and White. They got over 200 points. Ridiculous. Right. And well, that was one of the biggest bugs of the competition was the scoring, as we said, with the, the pairs and the men's. Um, but with Davis and White, and they skated great here, and they definitely should have won, and they should have won by, you know, quite a margin. If you went back and looked at what how, what the scoring was, they um, got across-the-board 10s in the program components. Yeah, um, this is not what? this is not Torval and Dean out here. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are over. I don't understand that scoring, but we had to roll I with mean, it. I mean, yes, they're, they're good, but it's like 10s. That's in every single category that... That won't happen again. I don't think that'll happen at the Olympics. I'd be very surprised. But, um, you know, Davison White, they shined here. Uh, still not, I'm not crazy about, you know, Shahrazad. 
And, but I do think it's an Olympic caliber program. Definitely can win. Do I love the program? No. Um, and then of course, you know, Sandra is not helping me out here at the beginning. She was going on and on about, um, how they've been saving this piece of music for two years to skate to it. And it's like, um, every season, five, six different pairs, single skaters skate to Scheherazade. So how special is it? Yeah, it's not like it's been locked in a vault or something. Right. No, <laughs> we've never heard this. Piece yeah, we're going to crack that code and use this music that's never been heard before. <laughs> right. And then um, and besides her making that all dramatic, she talked about their first lift that they do, the curve lift, and how they've been planning this lift for three years. And it's like, um, okay. And then Scott, as soon as they do it, Scott says that, that the entrance to the lift is impossible. And it's like, uh, obviously it's not because I just saw it happen. <laughs> yeah, Scott's, Scott tends to exaggerate, but maybe <laughs> maybe it's impossible for him. I don't know. Right. Well, that is true. Yeah. But it's like, no, impossible means that they wouldn't actually be able to do it. And I just saw it happen. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was a difficult lift. It was beautiful. But um, Scott, Sandra, you know, they, they bug oh. us. And oh. I'm sure the viewing audience... I was missing uh, Tara and Johnny. Oh, yeah. I mean, they bring the drama of a different kind, the kind that's actually kind of amusing. Yes. You know, and they showed, um, they did a little interview, I believe, with Tara and Johnny. Was it with Andrea? Yeah. It's like, oh, I wish they were there. But then, you know, you saw Johnny and it's like, what's up with this Cupid doll hair? <laughs> <laughs> he really turned it on, man. It was, was very interesting. He was decked out. I'm like, um, is that Liberace's grandson? <laughs> I love he had a stuffed animal for a tie. And um, I think that Tara's just trying to keep it together. She's like, man, am I in the Twilight Zone or what? But this is, you know, I'm just trying to keep it together here. I, I don't know if NBC's like, mm, we need to only show them a little bit because Johnny's can be a little crazy in his outfitting and stuff. But I don't think so because uh, skating fans are crazy if they're anything. So yeah, they, I mean, I think eat that kind of stuff up. I think the NBC is afraid that the world's not ready for Johnny Weir, but I actually think he's keeping it together pretty well. He's pretty yeah. conservative in the way he's talking. He's very fair and he's very knowledgeable. He, I mean, he looks crazy, but other than that, he's very good commentator. Right. I I agree. I thought you know this whole season that him and Tara, I've liked their commentating a lot better than whoever else that they've had commentating. Well, the producer tells me that they're going to be at the Olympics and presumably actually doing some of the commentary of the events instead of just some in-between filler commentary. So we'll see how that but goes. I look forward to that. I definitely look forward to that. So we talked about Davis and White. Yes, they should have won. Definitely gold medal favorite. Well, them well, and Virgin we'll see. Moore. Yeah, Virgin yeah. Moore. I don't it's know. I be think very close. Yeah, it'll be close. You and know, then the last competition, the Grand Prix, the separation was a point between those two. So it, it, it should be a very good competition. Yeah, definitely one to watch. And the Shibatani's finished third. They have a program which I know you appreciate, Tori, because it's not about sexing it up. It's right. about it's about rocking well, it out. Like Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. So they're skating to Michael Jackson. Well, I have to tell you, I, I mean, I love the music, but I just I just think it is a risk because I don't know if the Russian judges and the Olympic judges are really going to connect with that piece. I think it might imp impact their scoring and their placement. Right. Um, you know, obviously the audience is going to love it because who doesn't love Michael Jackson mu music? Um, but, you know, I don't know that the judges, the international judges like them all that well anyway, so they might as well have fun out there. I do think it's, you know, a good choice in that 
they show more personality and they definitely were selling the program. Um, but are they, I don't really know that they're in the running for the bronze medal. Yeah, I don't think so either. But you know, it's, it's a good program. They work hard. They seem to really get along as brother and sister, which is nice. Right. Um, But I will say that like, when it got to the slow part of the music, the man in the mirror, which is not one of my favorite songs. Oh, I, hate I that was, song. I was losing interest in the program, but then when it got back to thriller, it's like, all right. Yeah. And I but heard yeah, they had it, some, they had some actual Michael Jackson choreographers work with them on it, which was cool. So there was kind of a lull in the program for me, but, um, yeah, I don't know how much those international judges are going to like it, but then are they really a serious threat to win a medal? Yeah, I don't know. Just based on the last, um, really this season and last season, you know, they've kind of dropped in the world standings after their bronze medal win a couple of years ago. Yeah. And then Hubble and Donahue finished in fourth place just off the podium and just missed an opportunity to go to the Olympics. But they're also a really great team with amazing chemistry. They usually sex it up in all their programs. They're very much more like uh, Virtue and Moyer in the chemistry than Davis and White are for sure. Right. Um, Well, and and I like this pair a lot. Um, And I definitely like them better than the Shibatanis. I don't know. You know, they started off, um, they showed them first in, in the competition. And I really liked this program. I got very emotional about it. I don't know if it was because the great Bohemian Rhapsody music, but they definitely connect with each other. They might not have the most technically difficult, but they are interesting interesting program, interesting pair. They seem different than the rest of the um, competitor skating. And um, they draw you in. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, they're very much connecting with the audience in their program, which is something that Davis and White don't really do. Right. And um, I hope that they continue to skate together after this season um, and stay around for a few seasons and watch them develop together as a pair because I really think that they have something. Yeah, with Chalk and Bates, the Shibs, and Hubble and Donahue, the United States is going to be continuing to be very strong right. in ice dancing. So it should be good. Yeah, I really liked um, Hubble and Donahue's program. It was good. And they are going to the Four Continents, which is next weekend. So I hope that they do well there. Yeah, we'll have to watch that. All right. So let's if move. If it's televised. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to uh, to um, watch it in some bootleg form. Um, let's move on to the ladies' competition, of course, filled with <sighs> drama and scandal. And When isn't the ladies' contra- uh, controversy free? I don't know. I don't <laughs> like know. never. <laughs> I... Uh, now that I'm a week removed from this whole thing, I'm just like, God, I'm so over all the drama. I actually watched Gracie Gold on um, Jay Leno the other night, which she... Did talk, it help? You're right. Like, it, I think that she might have been getting lessons from Alex the Android. <laughs> Robot. I mean, she was fine. She, I don't know. It's just weird. So she won the competition. Um, she skated two wonderful programs, definitely deserved to win. Um, everybody's talking about how Frank Carroll's whipped her into shape and brought her up to the next level. I, I don't know. Something's missing for me, but, um, you know, I, I uh, applaud her artistry and her technical ability and, she, and her mental toughness. She kept it together in, the, in both programs. That's saying something. Right. You know, I can't disagree. I mean, she skated wonderful here. I think that she is the top U.S. lady skater. Um, She has the technique. Um, But for me, she seems very packaged and almost fake. And maybe that's wrong, but well, now you've seen her do an interview and she seems like pageanty. Yeah, I agree. But I and another part of the problem might be that I feel like the 
uh, commentators, the media, the U.S. Skating Federation is trying to shove her down our throats that, you know, she is it. Oh, my God. If I hear one more person talk about her last name, I mean, Jay Leno brought it up. I'm thinking, can we just get over it already? It's not like she was born with that last name (laughs) so she could go into figure skating. I mean, I don't understand this whole thing. And um, NBC is loving this. They are milking it for every single cent that they can milk it for. And they've done it all season. I mean, even early in the season during the Grand Prix, she was the one that they would have in the, you know, the commercials, the advertisement. So they definitely, there has been a push for her. And I obviously, she is the U.S. Skating Federation's wet dream. Because not only is her last name Gold, perfect, and first name Gracie, but she's tall, thin, blonde, you know, she, they couldn't, you know, dream her up or, well, I'm not convinced that they didn't. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like a lab somewhere. It's a weird science experiment. Exactly. It's weird science. And um, they've been in a laboratory for the, since the last Olympic cycle creating. Oh God. I know. Champion. Well, so she definitely deserved to win here. She skated beautiful. Um, I enjoyed her programs more, and I think that she has improved with her presentation and trying to um, connect with the audience and the music. But Sandra did keep going on and on about how she's emoting and she's just so fantastic with her artistry. And it's like, mm, I don't know that she's quite there yet since she still is kind of robot Yeah, I don't get it. So there's something missing there. Yeah. And then we have Polina Edmonds, who finished second, came out of nowhere, well, came out of the juniors and her first senior competition, finished second and now going to the Olympics. She was... Uh, really strong out there. I mean, for a 15-year-old, she's still working on polish and speed and all that kind of stuff. But she was strong. Um, I still don't know if I think she deserved to go to the Olympics over Mirai. Um, but I think that's, you know, that's a little... Um, it's chancy. Obviously, I believe that they probably are sending her because a, a part of it is because of her technical ability because she does have the most... the hardest technical... It's harder than um, Mariah's. But, um, you know, I liked her. I liked her program. I thought it was delicate. She has good um, flow on the ice. Definitely can do the jump. She did have a little mistake. She did fall. She actually, well, I wouldn't call it a fall. She sat. It seemed like she sat down uh, on one of her jumps. But I think she does have presence and potential. I know that you said you kind of feel like she's like Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I can see that with the long limbs. But I don't think that she's as stiff as Carolina. But, you know, then I was trying to remember, maybe we liked Carolina when she first started skating, you know, like 25 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, it each season, it's like we can take less and less of her. But hopefully that's not what it is with uh, Polina, because it seems like she has a lot of potential and she has personality. Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, you know, I saw her at the press conference. She, she's mm-hmm. just young. I mean, she's like almost 10 years younger than Ashley. So, um, right. you know. She's yet 15, and um, it is a little chancy because she has never been to a senior international competition, and the first one being the Olympics. But then, you know, there's not a lot of pressure on her. Nobody's expecting her to do anything. She's definitely not too humble. She's like, oh, yeah, I thought if I just skated fine, I could make the team. I'm like, what? Who are you? Nobody even knows who you are, where you came from. But I well, guess. But- I th- yeah, I think she said that, you know, she's ready for it, but she doesn't know if everybody's ready for her. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> maybe, like, oh, okay, that may right. be true. We got, we got some attitude and personality. I like that. 
Well, and then Mariah Nagasu missed the team. She finished third in the competition. The USFSA decided not to put her on the team. I think it's not controversial. That. I think she should have gone. I mean, the girl placed the woman placed fourth in the last 2010 Olympics, which she almost made the podium. I mean, she's a strong skater. She might be completely mental. She doesn't have a coach. But that's we, what we like. Yeah, we I mean, like the mental, the in, mental instability part of it because anything can happen and that makes it exciting. Isn't that what ice skating is all about? Well, yeah, that's what we say. <laughs> but obviously the United States Figure Skating Association plays it a little bit safer than that. Right. Um, so I don't know. She we'll see what happens with her. I don't she can't appeal it. She's an alternate. She'll go to the four continents, but she's probably done. Yeah, she probably is. You know, her not having a coach and not skating well really this pat the last couple of seasons hurt her in this process. Plus, you know, the reason that we have three spots for the Olympics is partly due to Ashley. So I know that they're you know, that's part of their reasoning too. Um, sending Ashley instead of Mariah. But, you know, if this is it for her what a way to go out. She, this is the best skate that she's had for really for quite a while. Um, you know, I, there were some issues with it cause it seems like in parts of the program, she just kind of has taken breaks Yeah, and it's probably would be best <laughs> if she put a little choreography in those little yeah. parts. But I mean, it's serious. It's like, Oh, I'm kind of done. I'm going to take a few breaths here and stand on the ice and okay, I'll yeah, start going. Took a I'll little, start going took again a and get ready. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of odd, but that, is probably also due to not having a coach and not being maybe pushed in training because you got to motivate yourself. You don't have anybody else pushing you there. And she also seemed a little very serious and concentrating through parts of the program instead of connecting with the music and the audience. But for uh, how she's been skating the last couple of seasons, I thought, you know, it was a very good skate and she hit all her jumps and it was really mistake free. Unlike, um, most of the others, they had a fall or a hand down on a jump. or Yeah, and then Mariah, you know, you could bet your ass if Frank was still her coach, she would be going to the Olympics. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So then Ashley Wagner finished fourth. We don't even really need to talk about her. She didn't do well in either one of her programs. She, no. she I don't know. It, so, and her, uh, her, her free skate is still a disaster. It's a terrible program. It's not going to serve just, her well. I just don't think it suits her. You know, it's Romeo and Juliet. Not sure what part she's playing. I think she's supposed to be Juliet, not buying it. It's like maybe she's playing a different part from the play. But she had two falls. And beyond the falls, she two-footed a lot of her landings, which totally bugs. And I know that they've said in the past that she does that. Well, and she said it. She two-foots it when she starts getting nervous. And it's like, well... Are you going to be nervous in like every single competition? Are you? Yeah, you're definitely going to be nervous in the Olympics. Right. But um, yeah, it was a very disappointing skate. But going out, I knew it probably was not going to be good because right before her, Christina Gao had skated and did not skate good, and Ashley came out on the ice and touched her, and you know, was like you know consoling her, and it's like all I could think was the bad juju just transferred on, <laughs> and then she went out there and skated, and um, you know, had her falls and. I don't know. It beyond the falls, I just don't know that it was a good skate either. Yeah, she caught the gal on that one. It was yes. bad. <laughs> so yeah, Christina Gao, you know, she's a Harvard student. She she plays fine, but she was she was you know, was, there was some struggles out there. There was a lot of very painful moments. Agnes Awadsky, very, very painful to watch. I mean, she just melted down after she got her short program scores, was in thirteenth after the short and finished eleventh. 
You know, and that's really bad. Last year, she was the bronze medalist. Yeah. And, yeah, it. some of these skaters that have been around for a while really struggled. Uh, Agnes, the um, Christina Gow, well, even Ashley. <laughs> I mean, she, yeah, she's going to the Olympics, and now she has to really prove that she deserves to be on the team because they've pulled Mariah off. Yeah, and let's move further down the rankings to number eight, <laughs> 18, Rachel Flatt, um, who announced she would be retiring. Um, yes, that is uh, a good move. Yeah, uh, you know, really, she probably should have retired a couple of seasons ago when she started going to Stanford and just concentrating on school because it's been a nosedive the last couple of seasons. I didn't see her skate. I saw the scores, you know, and I looked to see what element she did, and it didn't look it looked like she struggled. It was not good. And then Carol no. and Zhang finished 19th, which is also pretty <sighs> sad. Yeah. So it looks like those skaters are on their way out, if not out. And then the up-and-comers, certainly. Um, Polina, some- of course. And mm-hmm. yeah. Hopefully going to get some new young blood coming in. Yeah. Baby Americans. Cleaning out these old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like 19, 20. Cleaning out the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, figure skating fans. Well, that's about all we can take for this week. We've got Europeans, four continents. We don't know what we're going to do. We know we'll definitely be back to um, to be with you live together in the same city, poolside or something side uh, in Phoenix on the and 20th. And half drunk. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> we're going to be together in Phoenix right the day after. After the women's competition concludes, um, the figure skating concludes at the Olympics on February 19th. So we'll be with uh, with you right after that. And um, we'll see if we can, you know, bring ourselves to record a few more episodes between, between now and then. We'll have to see. But there's lots of figure skating to watch. Actually, miraculously, NBC is showing some things. Right. Well, we might have to do a little Olympic preview so people know who they should be watching. Yeah. Based, who's, you know. who's good and who the media tells us is good, but they're really not. Yeah, we'll have our own truth booth. (laughs) Yeah, truth booth. Ice queen truth booth. Oh, yeah. All right, fans. Well, you can rate us on iTunes. You can tweet about us. Uh, You can reach us on theicequeens.com at Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. And also, you can email us at theicequeens at epicdeer.com. We'd like to send a special shout-out to our fans who have emailed us um, and sent some lovely messages. We appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. And um, we hope to see you next time. Later. The Ice Queens is a production of Epic Deer Studios. If it's epic, it must be epic, dear. <laughs> <laughs>